solution dying in itself addresses three major sustainability aspects. Conservation of water uses less energy and it limits the waste water generations. And more importantly, the technologies available today, while we can improve it further, we can put it into use today and address some of the major sustainability needs of the textile industries. This is Spinning Values, a podcast initiative by Bikelon Synthetics, and I'm your host, Rajiv. At Spinning Values, we bring you every month an interview with leading experts on synthetic yarn technology from around the globe. We break down complex concepts and explore ideas that are at the forefront of sustainable manufacturing in today's circular economy. This is episode number three, and we are talking to Dr. V.G. Kulkarni from America, a globally recognized manufacturer of custom color master batches, functional additives, engineering components, and performance technologies. Dr. V.G., as he is popularly known, heads technology and business development at AmeriCam. Welcome to part two of episode three. In part one, we discussed BCF and its applications. In this final part of episode three, Dr. VG does a deep dive into the world of master batch design and why it is a sustainable solution for the textile industry. So without further ado, let's get into the discussion. Welcome back to the show, Dr. VG. Uh, hi, Rajiv. Uh, many of our uh, listeners might be listening to this episode for the first time. So can we start with a, a brief intro about uh, yourself, Dr. VG, and... Uh, a little bit of your background? Yes, my name is Vaman Kulkarni. Most people in the industry know me as VG. I have over 30 years of experience in the polymer and plastic industry, a lot of it in the fiber industry. I've been with American also about 30 years, and currently I lead the technology development and business development for our fiber school. So in part one, we did a deep dive into BCF and its applications, its importance, and so on. What are we going to discuss today, Dr. Viji? Yeah, primarily, I think about uh, textiles and how solution dyeing can help textiles in the overall big picture of sustainability of textile materials. So it's going to be textile solution dyeing and its importance, its advantages, and so on. All right, let's get the ball rolling. Here's my first question to you. Can you give our listeners an overview of textiles and the concept of solution dyeing and what is its relationship with sustainability? How can that be a sustainable solution? Yeah, yeah let's uh, start with the textiles. In a broad sense, textiles are materials that are made by weaving yarns. Yeah, the basic materials are fibers that are derived from two sources, synthetic and natural. Uh, and natural can be plant origin like cotton or, or rayon, or could be from animal origin like silk or wool. Synthetic, on the other hand, derived from materials such as polyester, nylon, and acrylic. So, And if you look at the use of these materials in textiles, synthetics make about two-thirds of all the fibers used in textiles, and naturals make about one-third of it. And if you look at individual fibers in uh, use in the overall field of textiles, polyester is by far the largest uh, volume fiber. It accounts for a little over 50% of all the fibers used in textiles. And cotton is the second most used, which accounts for roughly about 25% or so. And when typically when people talk of textiles, one typically associates with clothing. 
but textiles are used in a, quite a range of applications beyond apparel, be it home furnishings or automotive fabrics or industrial fabrics. Touching upon uh, the concept of uh, solution dyeing, quite simply, we can put it as a technique used for coloring synthetic fibers. Okay, so when you look at color in textiles, Generally, two methods are used for coloring. One, we call it classic dyeing, which has been historically used to color natural fibers. The second one is solution dyeing or spin dyeing. So in the classic dyeing, you first make the white fiber or use the naturally occurring white fibers, and the coloring is done in a second step. So it's, you could call it fiber first and then coloring. Whereas in the solution or spin dyeing process, you know you first add the colorant to the molten polymer and then force the molten polymer through a spinnerette and make fibers out of it. So in essence, in solution dyeing, you are combining the spinning and coloring into one step. So the two key differences between the two, the classic dyeing and the spin dyeing or the solution dyeing, in classic dyeing, again, as we talked about, fiber first and then color. And in solution dyeing, polymer colored first and then fiber is formed. And and there are other differences also. The colorants that we used for two different methods is also different. Obviously, a solution dyeing is a technique for synthetic fibers. It is not applicable to natural fibers such as cotton because they're already in the form of a fibers. Right. And then the key topic of sustainability and how does master batch and solution dyeing play into sustainability. The sustainability by itself is a very complex concept. For most people, it's it's about being environmentally friendly. But, you know, if you were to Google what is sustainability, you know, you'll end up with quite a few definitions. The, some of the key ones are meeting today's needs without compromising the future. For it. Second one could be caring for planet, again, being environmentally friendly, socially responsible, ecological balance, and all those concepts. The use of renewable resources could be another. Or these days, everybody talks about carbon efficiency, carbon footprint, and all. So the bottom line in sustainability is that we have one planet and limited resources. So sustainability is tied to your and my daily activities, making better use of our resources, recycling instead of wasting, smart use of energy, and so on and so forth. So I think that in, in is a good broad view of sustainability, and we can discuss more as we go along. Yeah, so keeping on the same topic of sustainability, can we deep dive into what it actually means for the textile industry? Okay, sure. So like food and shelter, textile is a basic need, okay? So... In a broad brush statement, meeting the needs of the textile industry or the meeting the textile needs of the global population while being mindful of environmental, social, and economic constraints in a nutshell is the sustainability goal. Okay, It must address all aspects of the life cycle of textiles, every process from raw material all the way to the end of life. So ideally, we would like to have all fibers from renewable resources or recycled materials, for example, without using any of the fossil fuel. Use limited natural resources such as water and energy and limit waste. 
and more importantly, as we'll talk about, is sustainable coloring methods as coloring is very important to textiles. Okay. And at the end of life, whether we can we recycle it or is it biodegradable? So, so that that's an ideal case scenario. But we don't have we don't live in ideal cases all the time. So if you look at the sustainability through the two largest textile fibers and how we can address them. Now, as we talked about, polyester is the largest textile fiber used. So today, bulk of polyester and other synthetics are made from petroleum resources, okay? But they use limited amount of water during the production. Cotton, on the other hand, is a renewable resources, but it needs large amount of land, a significant of amount of water to grow, and then use of pesticides and others. So following up on that, dyeing is another very water-intensive process. Now, if you look at all of this, coloring is so central to all the textile materials that we use. I mean, both the materials that you and I use, you know, very small portion of those is white in color predominantly they're all colored. So while there are multiple opportunities for sustainability in textiles, addressing coloring or a smart coloring is a big one. So let's look at uh, some statistics, for example. Some estimates put some 5 trillion liters of water is used in the dyeing process. And approximately 20% of the wastewater globally encountered comes from fabric. In addition, dyes and chemicals can end up as effluents and roughly about 10% of carbon emissions or carbon footprint, uh, some people equate that to the dyeing process in the textiles. Now, we talked about polyester being a large synthetic fiber used in the textile industry. They can be colored by solution dye. And it solution dyeing in itself addresses three major sustainability aspects. Conservation of water uses less energy and it limits the waste water generation. And more importantly, the technologies available today, while we can improve it further, we can put it into use today and address some of the major sustainability needs of the textile industries. And lastly, in the end of life, when the textile, whether it is automotive sheet fabric or apparel, when it is used, what are our recycling options? And generally, synthetics have more recycling options compared to natural. So that was an interesting uh, take on sustainability, Dr. Vijay, because sustainability is always seen from... One angle, you mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's only one side of things that people see, because that's what is more the popular view of it. The other side, people don't actually see it. So it's an interesting take on the sustainability aspect of it. It's not a popular view. So keeping that in mind... Mostly they are concerned today about plastic waste and its impact on environment. With polyester being such a large portion of textile industry, can you sort of enlighten our, our listeners about sustainability in regard to polyester and, and what kind of value addition that we can do? Yeah, uh, certainly Rajiv. Yeah, you, as you rightly pointed out, for many people, when they think of plastics in general or the plastic litter that they see around, it, the immediate thing is, oh, it's all derived from uh, uh, petroleum. We should not be using it or we should ban it. So that's in a nutshell what we'll talk about uh, taking a single concept and then doing that. But 
in sustainability, we have to take a 360 view of things. Okay. So again, not going too much into plastics, that could be a different podcast by itself, focusing ourselves on uh, polyester, which is the largest uh, textile fiber. Okay. So let's look at it through the life cycle of polyester. First, the resin and the fiber production. Granted, uh, bulk of polyester today is made from petroleum resources. Okay. However, only a small portion of petroleum, about 1% or less, is used in making polyester fiber. In contrast, quite a bit of petrol is used to drive in your and my automobile and many other energy needs. Secondly, some polyester is already being made from renewable resources. Like, uh, for example, it is made from bioderived MEG or PTT, polytrimethyl terephthalate, is made from bioderived. So in addition to the bulk of the polyester being derived from petroleum resources, albeit it uses a small amount of petroleum, there are efforts to have renewable resources added. Secondly, recycling, okay, from an end-of-life perspective. Polyester is one of the largest recycled poly. okay? A large amount of fiber is made from recycled water bottles that are being discarded. Number one, it keeps plastic bottles from landfills, okay? Secondly, textile waste and discarded textiles are also being converted into, into back into fiber. Recycled fiber, if you look at it, uses less energy to make the same end article relative to the virgin polymer. It needs fewer resources, lower carbon dioxide emission, and and then the list can go on and on. And we will recycle polyester has a good future and, and continuously will expand. We will need to be more effective in providing effective means of recycling. So, and we touched upon coloring. So sustainable coloring, we talked about unlike natural fibers, polyester can be solution dyed and it's an environmentally friendly process. Some of the challenging areas, biodegradability of synthetic fibers, work is going on in there. All people also talk about microfiber release into the water streams. Research is going on there. But if you look at the overall picture, you can see that there is a lot of effort that is going into the entire life cycle of the polyester textile industry from the point of sustainability. That kind of gives us a clear view of what sustainability means for the textile industry, sort of a 360-degree view of it. Great. That is pretty interesting. Let's look at the master batch industry that's helping sustainability to polyester textiles. How does it relate to coloring and value addition? Certainly, Rajiv. First and foremost, let's dive a little bit into solution dye because that is what the master batch industry brings to the table. So, okay, we touched on uh, some elements of this earlier in the talk. So, first of all, it's an environmentally friendly process. It does not use water, so practically no effluent. It uses less energy, as we talked about, since we are doing it, uh, the spinning and coloring into one step. And these are the sustainable benefits that one can get from solution dyeing using master batches. But at the same time, the master batch design offers you to, with the product performance, we could have better coloring uh, 
higher quality color or better color control or excellent color fastness in outdoor application and so on. So, so it, it not only addresses the three fundamental issues with the, the sustainability being in a water, energy and, and pollution, it it provides a total higher quality color. And synthetics being two thirds of the textile fiber industry, I think if we could adopt uh, solution dyeing, I think it can be a very great sustainable contribution to the textile industry. And speaking of recycle, we talked about recycle polymer is increasing day by day. So if we combine uh, master batch solution dyeing with master batches with recycled polymers, it is like uh, sustainability and steroids are, are, are turbocharged. So it's it's First of all, the polymer is used is recycled that contributes to sustainability and coloring using master batch that contributes to additional. It's a perfect fit from that point of view. Second, when we talk about recycled polymers, right? Recycled polymers in generally is has a little bit of yellow tint to it. So what the master batch industry does is it makes possible to use the recycled polymer by addressing some of the drawbacks, be it color or be some deficiency in its problem. So what we bring two solutions in there here. One we call a renewable additive. Basically by adding this, we are making the recycled fiber look more like virgin. Secondly, the recycled content probably can have, in most cases, lower IV and less properties, and we can bring the IV and properties back. Okay. So, and in addition, there are certain applications in textiles, for example, in cationic dyeing or atmospheric dye. The polyester, as we know, traditional polyester that is used to make textiles, it cannot be dyed under atmospheric conditions and cannot be dyed with cationic dyes. Both of these properties are incorporated during the polymer manufacture of the virgin resin. But when you are doing recycled fibers from the bottles, bottle grade resin, the recycled bottles, that polymer is not capable of being dyed under these conditions. So master batch is a very effective way, in many cases, the only way to add cationic dyeable property as well as atmospheric or easy dye properties. We talk about the value addition and solution dyeing. So let's talk about color. Also talk about functional additives, right? So can we do a deep dive into functional additives? Yeah, uh, certainly. Yeah. Again, color is an uh, important property. You know, practically every textile material is colored, but the colored often needs to be combined with other functional properties because the articles are used under different conditions. For example, take uh, awnings or outdoor fabrics. Okay, When you use textiles in outdoor, two things are critical. Number one, a durable color. And number two, what we talk about the UV stability or property retention. When it is used outdoors, it's constantly exposed to sun. And sun and UV it can have a negative impact on the properties. So a master batch can address color 
as well as UE or tenacity retention or physical property retention. If you look at, for example, antimicrobials as a value addition, they can be used in performance apparel, the textiles used in healthcare industry or other applications. Generally, microbes, some of the textile finishes and etc. that are apparent on the fiber, they could act as food for bacteria. So because of that, they can create foul odor or staining of the textiles. And use of antimicrobial additives imparts antimicrobial and antiviral properties to the fabrics. Textiles are also used in, for example, ESD garments or or protective suits that are used in clean rooms, for example, and, and in floor coverings. And they need static dissipative properties. As you know, plastic by themselves and polyester, untreated polyester, they're insulators. So anti-static or conductive yarns could be prepared by using master batches, and that could add be used as a value-added fibers. And, and lastly, let's take another example of uh, flame retardants, for example. Plastics are inherently flammable. Now, textiles are used in home furnishing, transportation, hotels, restaurants, cruise lines, you name it. So all of those areas, flame retardancy is in a useful property. And in fact, it is a necessary property for many of these applications. You know, historically, some of the flame retardancy in polyester textiles was done through polymerization route or flame retardant chip, for example. But we can introduce flame retardancy through use of master batches. And the beauty of using flame retardancy through master batches is you can design, you can tailor make the flame retardancy depending on the applications. So it it gives you flexibility from that standpoint. Right. So so we talked about uh, color, we talked about value addition of master batch or solution dyeing and what solution dyeing brings to the textile industry as a whole. Can you summarize all of this and bring it together for our listeners? Yeah, yeah, certainly. We as master batch producers, along working with fiber producers, okay, can have a huge impact on how we color polyester and not necessarily polyester, the synthetics as a whole and use more of recycled contents. So by providing a responsible way of coloring, by providing a means of using more recycled content, I think the fiber producer and the master batch producer can add significantly to the textile value chain. Responsible coloring, that, that's a key thing. Again, we talked about we can save water, energy, minimize pollutions, and it's a truly environmentally friendly way. There is no other thought about it. And the key thing is, among all the ways, all the different ways sustainability can be incorporated into the textile industry, I think a responsible coloring and use of recycled content is, I would not say easy, but it's relatively easy. The technology is here. We need to adopt it. So again, one of the key thing is the design of the master batches. Okay, not all master batches are created. We have the opportunity as a master batch industry to raise the bar to bring out the best, whether it is color, whether it is functionality to the textile materials. So there's a lot of talk about climate change and the various policy decisions that governments are taking in order to kind of wind back the 
clock to previous levels of CO2 emissions or whatever the case may be. I mean, Joe Biden's administration has uh, very lofty ambitions in order to uh, stop climate change because the clock is ticking. So keeping all that in mind, what do you see the future looking like 10 20 years from now yeah that that's an uh, interesting question rajiv first of all let's say that the impact of textile industry on our planet is huge it involves the whole life cycle ranging from the raw material to the disposal to the end of article but more importantly it it involves everybody whether it is the policy makers or the resin producers the fiber producers and also the users like you and okay and so players in all segments of uh, the life cycle have an opportunity for innovation here i expect the polyester will continue to be the dominant textile fiber i don't see any alternative to that the solution dyeing as a coloring technique or a sustainable coloring method should continue to expand you know if you look at it all things considered the polyester textiles are very effective in serving the global population the needs of the global population so if you look at the overall eco balance it is reasonably favorable if you look at the 360 view and it can only get better with the cradle to cradle innovation that is ongoing so and one other thing that we don't talk about about textiles and plastics also while today some of these are derived from petroleum they also help in saving petroleum through lightweighting and recycling so again the bottom line is we all can be part of the solution so we all need to do our part thanks uh, dr vg valuable views on this it gives the listeners uh, a 360 degree view on this uh, subject because uh, most of the media shows this through a kind of a colored prism and not the actual fact of the matter so this gives a a, a different perspective to the whole issue so thanks thank you for this part 1 and part 2 series of bcf and uh, solution i i think it's going to be pretty useful for the listeners and so thanks for your time And that was a wrap for episode 3 of Spinning Values. That was a fantastic conversation with Dr. VG. Spinning Values is brought to you by Bekelon Synthetics. If you want to know more about Bekelon or want to listen to the past two episodes, then head over to brands.bekelon.com. There is a wealth of information of sustainable products and solutions. Do share this podcast with someone who's interested in sustainable solutions for the textile industry. So catch you in the next episode. Till then, stay safe and stay productive.